Do you realize how little effort Juvenile put into the song, huh? When you start actually just going around your house making up lyrics. It's like you going to fold that shirt, huh? You doing them dishes, huh? You flipping them switches, huh? You going to go to sleep, huh? Before you brush your teeth, huh? You listening to that blessed and highly flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga blessed. Welcome back to Black Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode well it's a premiere episode of doom patrol we've been wanting to get into this for a few weeks months now maybe since mimi i'm looking for my pen i don't know where the hell it is right now since mimi has recommended this show i have been wanting to check it out because she said it's good and i trust her recommendations so here we are at the pilot this premiered February 15th of 2019. I didn't look at any ratings. I haven't been putting ratings in for a while. So I have no idea how well this show did over, like, say, Titans. (laughs) A show that had potential and then quickly spun down the drain. But, um, this does seem to have made its way to HBO Max, whereas Titans, I did not see on the roster. This episode was directed by Glenn Winter, who worked on Smallville, and written by Jeremy Carver, who worked on the US version of Being Human, which is the subpar version. The British version is better. I gave this premiere a 9 out of 10 as my rating. I thought it was really well set up. It introduced us really quickly to each of the characters, gave us a little bit of backstory, got some heart in there, saw how this was a unit and very little effort. And I appreciated that because that's not easy to do. Now, I did see the backdoor pilot of this series through Titans and their, was it their second series season? No, it must have been their first season. Yeah, because that's when her and Dick were just now yeah because she stole his car or something to that effect but yeah um i did get introduced to some of these characters and i did like what i saw but then i heard a lot about what was going on behind the scenes like people were being recast i don't remember now it's been so long but at the time it felt problematic and i wasn't sure what to expect so it kind of fizzled out of my mind the interest to check in and then I kind of saw how they promoted the show and it wasn't what I expected and that continued to put off interest but now that I see the premiere I have a lot more faith in what I am signing up for. So we start this episode in Paraguay 1948 where we get a voiceover. I didn't know if this voiceover was needed. And I think by the end of the episode, I still conclude while it was comedic in part, I don't think that I needed it. Well, I guess if the point was to show that he's been watching all this time, I have all this knowledge of your team, then sure, I guess it works in that retrospect but I didn't find I enjoyed it I probably would have had much uh the same or probably a better reaction if there was no voiceover at all to what was happening but 
He posters the question, are you ready for a story about superheroes? Something strange in your neighborhood. Who you gonna call? Ghostbusters! Something weird and it don't look good. Who you gonna call? Ghostbusters! Oh, I'm sorry. I, that was uh, uh, that was not the right. <laughs> It doesn't matter because it's not that type of story anyway or that type of show this is not a show about superheroes but super zeros the losers and then i was like hey it's that guy from firefly and a shit ton of everything else that i watch but still don't know what the actor's name is and i i, I didn't even google it but here we are he's gonna be our big bad He says, our journey begins with a Nazi, a.k.a. a village cobbler named Senor Martinez, or that's his incognito name, or was that just his, I didn't get the Senor Martinez part, and I think that's just me, not the show, (laughs) but let me get this straight. He was saying he was Senor Martinez, and then the guy holding the umbrella was the Von fought some god whatever this is all for experimental shit for a price this guy is more than willing to pay he says this is the day he went from nobody to somebody by being put in a machine and told to say repeatedly that uh the mine is the limit and he says it and he fractures i'm thinking this is like some cognitive thinking type of ability which is super cool but it's clear that she's a maniac, maniac on the floor. we then moved to florida 1988 at a mansion amid an ass mystery we discover a mother who is not actually raising her child over music and stepping machine because their child calls her name and i don't understand why you just didn't go to her and pick her up i don't care if you thought that your husband was screaming or screwing i should say the nanny you still need to go do your job (laughs) but she calls out for a person named giselle to take care of that because that's her job and what she pays her to do but Giselle is fucking Brandon Fraser's character named Cliff in the pool house and he keeps saying who's the fox but before wifey can bust them they've managed to change their clothes and grab the child <laughs> and he narrates this is the bottom rung of marriage contempt and i don't blame her because she had a look on her face like i know exact i can smell you on her so at the race the next day while they're in front of the camera she whispers crash and die baby so i didn't know that cliff was a race car driver and this day she plans to make karma put in that extra work and work faster than it already was in her life by filling up bump and saying she's having an affair with him and that the one thing that (laughs) sorry it's so funny 
One thing that she never has to ask him is, is it in yet? It's just tiny and tiny and fits right in. <laughs> fits right in. Little bits. We got... I will say, I am not <laughs> at all sure that Bump was in on this. Because he was like, what? <laughs> he seemed very surprised, but it could also be, I don't want to get my ass beat by admitting that I'm banging your wife even though how can you possibly be upset sir that she is always dudes be like that oh I can screw whatever but someone's touching my wife then we see a car crash or at least we think we see a crash happen as a car starts spinning towards him but then we are Given a flashback to happier times when Cliff wasn't such a douchebag and his daughter was born and his wife loved him and he loved his wife and he had a porn stash, but it was the 80s. So everyone had a porn stash, especially if you're white. Then he wakes to Timothy Dalton. Is that his name? His character saying fudge. He watches this uh character dr miles or niles 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 calder as he is watching videos on welding while eating he sees larry out of his costume suit or is that larry i don't i really don't know what the fuck's going on with larry <laughs> i am confuddled but we see someone who looks like a person staring at him an energy that may and may not be larry then we have rita watching her own movie reciting her own performance and then he is finally able to nod and begin the process of learning words but that was a very short process because he looked at that date and said 1995 what the fuck is I do not blame him at all, as that is seven whole years. <laughs> and Niles introduces himself and he's like, yeah, so that happened. And let's get back to this word. But he wants to know where his wife is. And he's told that everyone thinks that he died. But Cliff knows something is up. And we are seeing his point of view of the world that apparently can be turned off. This, this, this is not okay. See, this is some Black Mirror shit I don't, you know, at all want happening with my conscience. <laughs> I've seen many episodes where this goes wrong. And I don't even know how right it goes other than I can see my daughter for the rest of her life, which is kind of good. And have a relationship with her. It's just, I don't have anything else. <laughs> I guess that would be enough if you, especially if you you wasted your life you know being unhealthy to your body with the drugs and the coke and and sleeping with everything that walks particularly the nanny why has it got to be the nanny because screw anyone else why does it need to be the person that is watching your children yeah i'm looking at you ben affleck he meets the actress lady i didn't know her name at the time so that's what i have her in my notes rita who tells him chief is a good man a little odd but he is good and i will always tell you the truth and it starts today and that truth is that chief could not save anything else of you besides your brain from said accident 
and we think and i love how they played this the whole episode that you're thinking about the accident that we thought we saw and then she says those expectations that you have of going home yeah you can flush those down the toilet because here's a mirror and take a good look this is your reality you're in a fucking robot body she did say with a whole lot more compassion (laughs) and niles who is in it but until she turned him off and that's where it comes back to my earlier statement of the fact that people can turn his consciousness off is a little i don't know just alarming to watch happen it's uncomfortable niles scolds her like he wasn't ready for all that girl you didn't have to do him like that (laughs) but she says that everyone deserves the truth he then has a one-on-one with cliff and says that he's going through disassociative memories since cliff cannot hold on to any particular memories and that it will all come back good and bad soon enough but right now you are residing at my house which is really nice apparently where he has other people just like him that he helps to heal and gives them a safe place in which to reside cliff is then introduced to larry trainer who is matt bomer's character and also the energy dude i think he's called negative man who gives him a tour of doom manor where they even have a short bus someone has so much fun adding this detail and it makes so much sense for these characters as well that they would travel in this type of abode and it's also the place where larry does his gardening larry tells him he thought he could use some fresh air but cliff remarks i can't feel a damn thing and he's like well sucks to be you and cliff says hey what was it like getting um buried in a pyramid with a cat because he's dressed like a mummy and he tells him yeah sense of humor is gonna help the pain because that's all there is from here on then cliff asks what his story is i love the transition to batmomer who flew airplanes as he stated looking awfully damn sexy i might add you beautiful you beautiful it's true paraquay's character says that he was being bashful because he was not only a married man with several children too it would seem in california 1961 but he was also an american god did you also see that ass i'm sexy and i know it i'm sexy and i know it like goddamn on all of that atomic age sex machine and then there is a lot of i know this was sexual talk between them but i was like um (laughs) i didn't know where they were going with it i was thinking is this just typical 60s because it was inferred as if they're referring to this plane x15 as a woman a beast that could be straddled but i could see how this was going the other way 
and I did not get it the first time. And usually by by radar be up there, but I was not seeing where this was going. He is on a mission to space and, and with Air Force One, it would, would seem. And while he was prepared for everything, he didn't expect a stowaway is what the narrator Paraquay says. I thought it was just a lightning storm. So it makes me feel as if he is embodied by something else sharing a consciousness with him, maybe. Apparently no one else detected this lightning storm. Uh, it was 1950 something so yeah yeah that was before the the whole we, we walked on the moon and our space was was much better where we would see what but that's why we shouldn't have been going in space then though sir if you can't see what the fuck's out there why are we putting a plane up there but uh everyone's yelling at him while he's free falling like get it together man <laughs> they acting like it's his fault he's unconscious where's the concern or the shock but none of that happens the dramatic family shot with the kids out on the lawn watching the plane crash was so out of a 50s movie and then the explosion happens and he did indeed survive as a crispy man but did he fully come out as a man it took him decades it would seem to understand what he can do and i am intrigued and i want to know more and i feel like the little part they gave me is not the full extent of the story presently or at least in 1995 rita or miss drinky as cliff dubs her tells him that i'm sure it is hard learning to work and it's important but bitch i'm trying to get drunk 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 he asks of course what's her deal larry's like she used to be an actress apparently loves compliments to her beauty as well she's also um the alpha in the relationship between rita and uh larry because whatever rita says larry does Cliff has a meltdown about the fact that nothing means shit and I don't love my life and I can't get up these damn steps. Then remembers he has a daughter and tells Niles all about it. And he says, well, maybe this can be the inspiration that you need and it's a good thing. And then Cliff wonders if anyone actually leaves this place and he says, a few do, but people out there are going to have a harder time accepting you than even you do. But the good news is, mechanically, you can walk. Cliff is then remembering how he used to race. Rita joins him with three rotisserie chickens and recalls when she was in the pictures. I do love how they did the character backstory transitions. We go to Africa in 1955. Rita was a debatably good actress though apparently well known well uh, we'll get to that scene but (laughs) it sounded like both types of actress uh i guess labels she was given seemed like trash and it fit her characteristics because she wants a man to be fired because he's missing an arm and it's an eyesore go go Bring all your white people with you. Because y'all niggas got to exit right now. 
they tried to warn her this is not a good idea he is very well liked and she's like i don't give a fuck i'm the star of the movie she gets back to set because it has happened asap and he is gone and replaced by a new guy and everybody is giving her the shame eye then they cut to action to an action scene oh the movie's called forbidden congo i thought that was funny she walks the plank then falls in hitting her head it looked like i laughed because ain't nobody <laughs> but the two white men that rolled up was stepping forth to assist her like fuck that bitch <laughs> and uh they're like well guys why are you standing around help her question if y'all was so damn concerned why didn't y'all jump in there and rescue her what was wrong with your hands legs and you you couldn't swim either something goes into her mouth underwater i'm sure it's the karma of africa (laughs) and she is then dragged out of the water to safety where she says i'm fine only to be shown her face and subsequently her body is melting oh hi thanks for checking in i'm still a piece of garbage so she is basically a glob and never goes out because she also has a seriously seriously large appetite and if you saw the titans episode you would know what i mean cliff finally walks up the stairs inspired by a memory of his daughter and he shares that memory with cliff and rita and it bonds them together and it's beautiful but it does not take him long of feeling himself again and walking that he goes to niles and says well sure my wife may have moved on and my daughter is probably grown up but they deserve to know i want to see them and i'm leaving i appreciate everything you've done but i'm going niles tells him that he is glad that he's back to himself and he wanted him to have this second chance and a safe spot to land but i guess since you think you're ready it's time for you to hear this message and here we go plot twist bitch <laughs> he avoided the car during the race and there was never an accident he had gotten out of the vehicle won the race in fact punched bump in the face in front of everyone with the trophy did a lot of drugs screwed the nanny once again on the tour bus then drunk dialed his wife saying baby where we go wrong she's like he talking she uh or he picks them up from the daddy's house or the parents house he apologizes and then when he takes his eyes off the road for just a second to look back at his wife and daughter and say let's go get some pancakes there is a semi in the road and they they collide directly with it and it is sad because i was like oh no the daughter i wasn't really too caring about the one but then as soon as i said that and i know i I guess that's just me watching final destination the first thing i thought was well if he like that should have been immediate impact he would have died she would have died but the daughter would have been low enough if she didn't sit up to have possibly avoided the gist of it because her first reaction wouldn't have been the the jump up it would have been the, the you know you shrink smaller when you're in danger and so i think it's totally um 
it's totally plausible that the daughter would survive this type of impact clifton is screaming hitting things and he says doc i cannot feel pain no matter how much i hit and it's really shitty of you to have done that to me years pass as he's just staring out the window depressed probably replaying his life over again and repeat until larry comes in with a car set and this is his thing that he is using as a coping mechanism to keep going and that's the same way that uh, larry likes his horticulture is what we are led to believe in how rita does her knitting then we meet crazy jane who is a part-time boarder it would seem she comes in and out who has 64 64 personas all with their own special ability and personality and i was like oh so she's the female version of professor x's kid in that show fx's legion. <laughs> not a legion just legion is the name of the show i like crazy jane a lot she seems fun we meet hammerhead which is one of her personalities who is all types of moody and sensitive likes to curse and say some pretty just messed up things uh rita says what's up girl she's like fuck off and die rita and rita's like well i'll just go ahead and do that (laughs) then she confronts the new guy cliff grabs him by his metal nuts tells him that she's going to destroy his little toy or something to that effect he tells her does anyone tell you to shut the fuck up at all do you ever do it and then runs into her room after all of that drama the first time i met jane i was like i don't know about her (laughs) except for when she said fuck off rita (laughs) fuck off and die rita next day robot man meets jane when she is in a much better frame of mind her more natural frame of mind who is zen likes to paint and has been busting the chief's balls for seven days but they make nice as it's his daughter's 30th birthday and he remarks that he uh was a little on edge because he she did want to go see his playset, and he was like no little girls allowed <laughs> clifton meets the um the hangman's daughter which is another of her personas and she's all types of depressing she's sad has different eyebrows <laughs> ask if he recalls what it's like to be normal he's like well i i hope to continue to recall and be that and she's sad and now cliff has a pseudo daughter and they're all a family chief decides the kids have settled so i can travel again they got his speech down to the syllable cliff says bye dad and that's the end of that (laughs) jane realizes no adult supervision means we can do whatever we want and she says let's take a trip out of town even though they were told not to leave the house she has painted the bus black 
and talks everyone into it except for larry but larry will do what rita wants and off they go now chief has warned these mofos that they are not ready for the world and the world is not ready for them but here's rita all by herself trying to get some d or compliments or anything it would seem that flatters her and this diner i don't blame you though if i was a blob i'd definitely be trying to get some anything cliff is taken to a toy store by jane because it's his daughter's b-day which is sweet while rita is recognized as herself by the black waitress <clears throat> bullshit now i wish i was lying when i said the only way this makes sense in my nose is if her dad was watching it because you know black men had a thing for that type of white woman and i'll be damned if that wasn't what it is <laughs> but she's talking about how they basically bonded over her movies because he was dying that's the only time she got to spend time with him and this trash bitch talking about can you sit down and talk more she's like about my dad she's like no about me you're ugly you're disgusting i'm gonna kill you give me two hundred dollars girl you ain't learned no lessons larry finally gets off the bus and goes into a bar so he can order himself a beer i get people staring at why is this guy uh dressed like this but there is a thing called burn vi- victims like he should get less stares than say robot man <laughs> like that doesn't even make sense like unless you are like some your type of tech right like oh what the fuck is that i feel like if you were just wrapped in bandages most people would look away and be humbled because they're pretty sure whatever's under there is fucked up and then if you're still walking around they're not gonna be like oh my god that's a guy who has energy in there they're gonna be like oh my god he got so fucking burned whatever he needs whatever he needs cliff and jane go into the park with his little giraffe and he remarks about how horrible a father he was and all the failures he did in his life and she's like yeah that's fucked up and gets really jealous because jane is stressed after hearing his life story when she sparks up a joint and he cannot fuck that joint up she can't even give him a contact high even telling him beforehand though i'm not sharing my blunt they need cisco ramon or chester on this case they're in the same universe now get on that then we go back to the waitress who clearly is like sure i will do exactly what my customer says sit down and if she ain't eating them fries i sure as hell will and then talks about how far was basically a drunkard that fell off and then she did some porn not (laughs) porn some porn because somebody impersonated her ass cliff pushes on the fact that jane needs the chief even though she keeps leaving and that he would not be pleased that they are out showing themselves before the world and jane insinuates chief lied about his daughter being dead because everybody knows that him and his wife was decapitated but clara was the sole survivor but cliff smashes her phone in frustration and anger because this was not what he was told we then learned that larry was living a lie as he was secretly gay and people staring at him increases i guess his anxiety as he starts to glow then runs out of the the building 
the police show up because they are doing drugs and getting violent in a public park and jane changes in the hammerhead and says which one of you motherfuckers want to get jerked off first uh with a knot in your ass or something to that effect i was just like what (laughs) she seems very violent but before we can see how that would play out rita turns into a full blob and it's nasty as people are running damage is being caused cars are uh flying off the road into other buildings and other cars it does not explain however why that school bus was coming around that corner that damn fast nothing was chasing you they crash rita can't stop moving and is going for this bus and apparently that's the worst thing in the world uh because it feels as if this blob will just consume or destroy whatever it comes into contact with and uh, who was it jane she can't help she's like rita rita i'm just gonna keep screaming your name but you also see larry his um his electro self come out of his body but his regular body jumps and then we see something get like electrocution go on to or no wait it's the uh the electric pole go onto the car and then he almost seems to snuff out that energy is that what he does why was he saying oh no though he was running if he was gonna go to help i don't know why he said oh no that didn't make sense to me am i missing something then niles gets back to town oh wait no before that happens uh cliff is like we need to do something and then rita not rita damn it all their names uh jane jane turns into some fucking phoenix type deal and he's like let's not do that because i'm pretty sure her her idea was to incinerate her and cliff moves some concrete to stop her from rolling and she says i want to go home explain to me how the hell they got home she just decided to put herself back together nobody witnessed that all these cell phones is 2019 okay i just want to let y'all know that i don't believe that they would they didn't make it any possible at all way in which these people would have snuck back to their crib miles gets back to town to the wreckage and a mysterious brain mule and he is pissed when he gets through the door i told you what did i tell you didn't i tell you because i told you mm-hmm. and when did i tell you a long time ago and what did i say will happen when i told you exactly what just happened he tells them they don't know what they did what they unleashed what's coming for them and that he needs to go he don't even say anything he just says go downstairs to open up a safe to take out some photos of the introductory scene and then that's when the voiceover is saying you know you can't keep tapping on the hornet's nest and not expect to get stung what was the point of him looking at these photos if he wasn't even gonna show them (laughs) he was like let me just go look at these real quick then i'm gonna come right back upstairs and i'm gonna continue to curse y'all out jane says it wasn't that bad and the news immediately contradicts her daddy tells them trouble is coming to this house in this town fuck the town i don't care nothing about them people (laughs) 
<laughs> We've been exposed and we need to leave right now. Everyone is on board except for Cliff because he's the newest member of the team and feels like he should be a good person. And it's like, we can't just like leave the town because you just said it's our fault that something bad is going to happen to the town and you just want us to fuck off. But if you're the cause or if you're what they're searching for, yeah, fucking off would be sounds sounds about right but uh cliff decides he's gonna stay and protect the town everyone else gets in the bus and drives away uh cliff does confront him on the fact that because he says don't blame jane for her shit because apparently she had ulterior motives you lied about my daughter and he says i did it to protect and shield you because i think i have that right his his explanation was weak to me it's like she would have never accepted you but you didn't give me the choice or the chance nor did you give her the choice or the chance so and then he just kind of deflates like i'm a monster then cliff says or not cliff niall says i've seen many monsters in the world they exist but you guys are not none of you are it it's a sweet sentiment except for it doesn't address that you lied (laughs) <laughs> and you're not even uh sorry about it you're just like hey we're leaving you're my life's work i don't want it to be pointless so let's go then we have the turnaround of the bus scene which i found was entirely too quick to have any emotional beat it made the whole scene before it utterly pointless what were they 14 minutes out of town if that in which jane's like oh yeah we really shouldn't like i don't care about the town but we shouldn't leave cliff and then rita's like yeah and then <laughs> larry doesn't even say anything just puts his head down because yeah uh as rita says larry says yes and they all turn back around they go to the town and <laughs> rita's starting to fall apart just a bit her blob's coming back out i feel like she's a danger and y'all need to have something that a safe word something to help her reform but just as they get to the town i did think this was kind of cool of getting the reveal of the villain paraquay as he shows up in the bus to taunt niles like yeah it's always me and i'm not gonna kill your little uh family there that i've been watching for quite some time that would be no fun i plan on a little something else they the doom patrol team see a donkey come out in the middle of the road fart green the mist says the same thing the mind has no limit or something to that effect and then a black hole appears in the middle or something that seems like a black hole or tornado coming from whatever you want to call this it's consuming trees and probably other things shortly that's what's happening in this town and that is how we ended the episode and i thought that was a pretty good cliffhanger because it it gets everything to where it needs to go and now you can just start telling the story now i know cyborg is supposed to be in this show he was not in this episode i had feelings about when i heard cyborg was being cast for this part because there's this thing called the titans and do you know how many fucking titans i didn't want to see about 12 do you know how many i wanted to see four i got three 
I got three because I figured, oh, Justice League, they already got the cyborg character. That's what everybody told me. And then I hear the fucking news that Doom Patrol cast cyborg and I didn't understand. I just, it fell apart from me. I don't care if you want to get the, the characters on. No, cyborg was so needed for Titans. So needed. Honestly, the cyborg and the, uh, the Beast Boy back and forth like their friendship is uh, one of the greatest appeals of the damn team it's the family unit that i never got and that's why that bitch got canceled those were my thoughts on the episode let's see what's in the mailbag We have Queen Shy coming through, dropping a note that says, Hey, Christina, surprise, surprise. Indeed. I decided to go ahead and get on board with HBO Max and to check out Doom Patrol. Yeah, I'm loving my HBO Max. I ain't even gonna lie. Of course, there are other shows I'm interested in watching, but since this show is on your schedule, I'm gonna check it out. Not gonna lie, I don't know anything about Doom Patrol, so I'm coming into this clueless. We're about the same. Other than the backdoor pilot, I don't know much more about it. What's new, right? (laughs) I was really happy to wake up this morning and not have to do anything in regards to work. I need that feeling ASAP. Like, can I please get my notice? Because I'm getting severanced out and I cannot be happier at this particular moment. (laughs) Because I so do not want to go for that job that they offer. And I'm like, nah 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 back to her email it says of course i still had to make sure the boys got their butts up and logged on for school because they are still on the struggle bus with this online school thing but outside of that i've been chilling anyways i'm going to get into this feedback and let you know how i felt about this episode i liked it it was slow in parts but that's to be expected at times for a pilot episode narrator guy was funny at times i will say he was (laughs) but he has a tendency to be funny so i expect that i just still don't know if i needed the narration i love how the show was already poking fun at itself from the start setting the tone early i did love that line he said (laughs) what do the critics know they're gonna hate this shit so true but it's actually not what happened the critics from what i hear like it first things first as i stated i don't know much about this story so i was just trying to take it all in and try to figure out what was going on who was going to be the major players i cannot remember the dude's name that went into that machine wasn't sure what was going on with that part was he playing that guy to give him superpowers i like the fact that we're introduced to cliff larry and rita and we get a bit of back of their backstory on how they came to be there we're later introduced to crazy jane which i'm sure her backstory is coming i really did think that cliff died on the racetrack and his wife had moved on with some dude i was surprised that there was more to that story and it ended up being more of a tragic story i was too finding out that they made up and was gonna work on their marriage only for it to come to a tragic end the truck came out of nowhere and what happened to a fucking warning to let people know a truck is blocking the road yeah i see exactly what you mean 
unless that truck i from what i saw i thought the truck already just got into an accident like there's just no reason why that truck would be in the middle of the road like that unless it itself was in an accident or something happened i don't know she continues of course we find out that the only or that only the wife died and the daughter survived which is fucked up that mr calder would tell cliff that they both died but it wouldn't be a superhero show without someone lying to someone for their own good trope being used we see larry living the double life with the cookie cutter family at home while he's involved with some guy he works with i had a feeling they were going in that direction with that i was i don't know where my brain was at i should have it was definitely there rita the beautiful diva actress who ironically becomes this hideous blob I wonder how they all ended up with Mr. Calder and exactly it is that got or what exactly it is that got into Rita and Larry. I'm trying to figure out why Larry always reluctantly goes along with things whenever Rita does. Rita does. We see this interesting friendship that's happening between Cliff and Jane. Curious about her backstory. I'm not sure what that guy that got into the machine is supposed to be now. I'm curious about the extent of everyone's powers. Well, that's all I got for now. I'm intrigued. If I can stick out watching Curse for six episodes. <laughs> and this being a whole lot better, I can definitely give this a go. I tried to use the dictation thing on my phone to do my feedback, but that was a fail. I remember Mimi talking about doing her feedback that way before, so I tried it. It ended up looking all jibber jabber in some spots, not making any sense. I don't even know what you're referring to right now, ma'am. I only use Word document <laughs> or just the email body. <laughs> Hopefully I fixed it, but it was more problems than it was worth. So, or to do my feedback that way, because I end up having to go back and proofread it to make sure the right words were used. So I'll stick to typing. Ah, okay. I see what you're talking about. So it's some, oh, okay. So you like you talk. Yeah, I rarely use that feature on my phone. Even when I'm just doing text messages, I just don't. It, Cause it, it never says what I wanted to say <laughs> ever. So I just like, yeah, if I am not talking to you, that means I'm going to text you when I get to a place in which I'm going to text you other than that no she concludes until next time love much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch i'm glad shy's in for this that's fine because mimi will be joining eventually in season two she hasn't gotten to that she told me season one was like four episodes five or six she told me some small ass number and i said it's 15 where'd you get the small number from you may not have watched all of the season one <laughs> but if you want to join us on our journey into doom patrol you can send that to blackocouch at gmail.com you can also leave feedback below on this podcast you can find black Couch reviews on podbean stitcher itunes spotify and wherever else good podcasts can be found my social medias will also be below remember to like share subscribe and if you have time please run to itunes leave a review and rate the podcast until next time peace hair grease and black magic